Welcome to the Maroon and White Audible, featuring your host from MaroonandWhiteNation.com, Justin Strawn. Welcome to my first ever episode here on the Maroon and White Audible. I'm glad that you decided to join me. And if you're coming to me from my audience over at Bulldog Sports Radio, I really appreciate you guys tuning in and joining me over here as well. Obviously, I have a good show lined up for you. It's going to be a little bit different with this not being on Bulldog Sports Radio. Main things we're going to be talking about today, we will be talking about Mississippi State's game against the Alabama Crimson Tide tonight as the Crimson Tide travels to Starkville to take on the Bulldogs, so we will talk about that. Uh, we might look a little bit back at the women's game against Tennessee this past weekend. We'll take a look at that because it was a historic win because of the fact of just how much of a beatdown it was on the Lady Vols. So we will look back at that as well. And at the end, if we have time, I'll go ahead and break down a little bit about why I decided to go ahead and leave Bulldog Sports Radio and start doing my podcast here on the fan-sided network of podcasts here on Spreaker. So, but before we do all that, though, I do need to let you hear a little word from our sponsor and let me get paid. So, let's take care of that real quick. Hey, guys, this is Justin Strong from MarinaWhiteNation.com. If you're a golfer and you live in the greater Memphis area, you're probably just like me looking for the best opportunity for you to spend your golfing time wisely. Well, why not look and check out Cherokee Valley Golf Course. My son and I golf there almost every single time we go out, and it's a great course whether you're a skilled golfer looking for a challenge or if you're a beginner somewhat like me and just trying to learn how to play the game. My son and I have been playing there for years, and we would highly recommend it. They've done a great job of keeping the course maintained. It's a beautiful course, lots of wonderful practice facilities, no reason that you shouldn't be out there honing your game. So if you're in the Olive Branch area or in the greater Memphis area, give Cherokee Valley Golf Course a look and go ahead and tell them I sent you. That's Cherokee Valley Golf Course. You can call them at 662-893-4444 or you can book a tee time online at olivebranchgolf.com. All right, we are back. Appreciate you guys, like I said, tuning in. Let's go ahead and just kind of break down real quick what I have envisioned for when I'm on this podcast because this is not going to be just me on this podcast. Uh, Ethan has done about 20 episodes on this particular network already. So if you don't get me, you're going to be getting Ethan as well. Ethan Lee, he is my co-site expert at MarinaWhiteNation.com. Uh, we've been working together for a few years now from our time uh, back in 2016 when I first joined as a uh, a contributor to For Whom the Cabal Tolls, and he's left shortly thereafter, and we decided to team back up in 2018. That's kind of where I've been and do what I've been doing ever since then. So we've been working together, and you'll be hearing from him just as much, if not as much, from me. Uh, we, like I said, we'll both be doing this. You'll probably, I'll probably be doing the bulk of the podcasting. Uh, I do want, like I said, I, since I have a sponsor, whenever I come on uh, Cherokee Valley, the golf club, they, they, they sponsor me, and I appreciate them coming over and making it possible so that I can make this jump. And like I said, I'll get into why I decided to go ahead and make that jump from Bulldog Sports Radio over here in just a little bit. We'll do that at the end of the show, but let's go ahead and just kind of break down what you can expect. You can expect an early week podcast from me, just like I did at Bulldog Sports Radio, uh, either on Mondays or Tuesdays. It depends on when I have a chance to record. I'm going to try to shoot for Mondays. I just got set up on Spreaker uh, this afternoon, on Monday afternoon. 
that's the reason this podcast is coming on Tuesday, and it works out pretty well, just because the game is on Tuesday, so that, that worked out pretty well, but in all likelihood, podcasts will be coming on Monday or Tuesday. You can expect at least one more throughout the week, and possibly one later on, maybe on the weekend as well, maybe as like a quick instant reaction. That's one of the things I like about the way that I'm going to be doing this, is I've got a little bit more control over the publishing over the editing and all that type of stuff so it gives me a little bit more flexibility on how i can often i can publish and when i can publish the podcast and get them out to you guys so all right let's go ahead and just break down the game the one good thing about mississippi state playing alabama again is that we we know what happened in the previous game so we know what mississippi state needs to do to correct what went wrong in that game. Mississippi State did lose their game to the Alabama Crimson Tide, 83-79. to It was a game in which Mississippi State just fell behind early in the first half. They didn't play very well in the first half, and they just could not mount a comeback. Now, Mississippi State played much better in the second half. They played a lot better in the second half. It was a very a pretty low-scoring first half. Uh, like I said, Alabama was up 41-29 at the half. Mississippi State scored 50 points in the second half, but when you're down 12 and you only score 8 more than your opponent in the second half, you're still going to end up losing, and that's what ended up happening when the Bulldogs played Alabama earlier this year. The, the Bulldogs just couldn't get anything going from outside. That was a big factor, and that was kind of what we looked at back during this time. This was when they were going through those, all those shooting woes with the Nike basketball. Uh, the, could they shoot the Nike basketball? They ended up shooting 3 of 19 from three-point range in that game against against the Crimson Tide. Uh, it's only good for 15.8%. They didn't shoot free throws all that well either. They were 6 of 15 in the first half, uh, 6 of 7 in the second half, so they got better in the second half. But when you're only 12 of 22 from the free throw line, that's going to hurt. Uh, second half, the shooting woes were just really bad in the first half. Uh, they only shot 11 of 33 in the, uh, from the field, and they raised it up to 21 of 38, but they only shot 45% from for the game. So, they just couldn't come back, and one, the one thing that killed them in that game was the fact that Dante Hall absolutely destroyed the Bulldogs down low. Uh, the Crimson Tide, they got to into the paint at will. They didn't do anything against Mississippi State from three-point range. They struggled just as much from three-point range and from the free-throw line as much as Mississippi State did, and the difference was simply Alabama was able to get into the paint, and they were able to get scoring opportunities because of the fact that Dante Hall was absolutely destroying Mississippi State down low, and Mississippi State had no answer for him. They had no answer for him. They had no answer for their guards who were getting into the lane. Uh, John Petty, uh, Tevin Mack, those guys were getting into the lane. Kyra Lewis, who has emerged as a really nice player for the Crimson Tide, they were just doing what they wanted on the inside, and Mississippi State didn't have any answer for it. Uh, the Bulldogs ended up making some adjustments in their next game, but they're going to have to make some adjustments again. One of the adjustments they have since made is Reggie Perry has found his way into the starting lineup, and I expect him to continue to stay in that starting lineup, especially for this game, because the Bulldogs are going to need him big time in this game if they want to have a chance to win. They're going to have to fix those problems that they had down low. If they can't, it's going to be, it's going to be a long night. Now, Alabama has not played very well on the road. On the road, they are 3-5. and five. And in the conference play, they are 2-3 and three on the road. And so it hasn't gone really well for them. They're, they're In conference, on the road, they have lost to 
Let's see. Uh, they have lost to Auburn, 84-63. So that's a pretty bad loss. They lost to Tennessee, 71-68. They, they stayed with Tennessee, but it's a bit of a rivalry game, so you really never know how that's going to play out. Uh, they lost to LSU, 88-79. So playing on the road has not been very kind to the Alabama Crimson Tide. Their only wins have come against possibly two of the worst teams in the SEC. They beat Missouri, 70-60, to and they beat... Um, Vanderbilt this past Saturday, 77-67. So, between Vanderbilt and Missouri, they have a combined total of two SEC wins. So, that kind of just gives you an idea of how difficult it's been for Alabama on the road. The only two teams that they've been able to beat on the road were two of the worst teams in the SEC. So, basically what it comes down to is have you fixed – those woes that you had down low have you fixed all the problems that you struggled with with dante hall and just the way that alabama absolutely dominated you down low if you can if they if the bulldogs can correct that i think they're going to have a chance to win i think they're going to have a chance to win pretty easily now let's go ahead and just take a look at what mississippi state has done recently last week Mississippi State played well. They played well against LSU, but they couldn't close out that game. They ended up losing in overtime. Same thing against Kentucky. They played pretty well with the exception of about a five- to seven-minute stretch in the first half in which Kentucky ran out to a 15-point lead. They stretched it out to 18 point, an 18-point lead uh, early in the second half, and then Mississippi State starts to make a comeback. They ended up getting the lead down to 51-50. to 50. They were one point away. They never could just get over that hump to get them – the lead in that game to possibly win it. That's just the way. It, that's just the way the ball bounced from Mississippi State last week. Look, here's the deal for Mississippi State. They're going to have to figure out first and foremost who's going to be their players. The, uh, right now, I think you can pretty much bank on Lamar Peters, Nick Weatherspoon, Quindary Weatherspoon as being the guys who are going to be there for you. Reggie Perry seems to have emerged as of late. But what's going to happen with that fifth spot? Is it going to be Abdullah Du who's going to be there for you in crunch time? Or are you going to go small and try to go with Robert Woodard? He's the guy that everybody wants to see. That's, for some reason, Ben Howland just keeps forgetting about whenever he's out on the court. He just, for some reason, can't remember to put him on the court in the second half. And it's just absolutely frustrating for Mississippi State fans to sit there and watch that he had a really good first half against Kentucky. It took a little while, but he finally got out there against Kentucky in the second half. Against LSU, Robert Woodard plays an incredible first half of basketball, and I think he saw like two minutes of action against LSU. So what are you going to get? Because honestly, Eric Coleman just hasn't been there for the Bulldogs recently, and they're going to have to figure out a way to work that rotation in which it is the most productive for the Bulldogs. And they're going to have to figure out a way to play a complete game. If they can't start playing complete games, they can't start this we play great for one half, but don't play great for the second half, or play really bad the first half and play great in the second half, they're not going to get the wins they need to get into the NCAA tournament. And they're capable. They are a talented enough team that getting into the NCAA tournament should be an issue. And they should win this game tonight. There is no doubt in my mind whatsoever that Mississippi State should win this game, and they should win it relatively easily because of the fact that Alabama just has not played well on the road. So that's really what, where I kind of want to turn my attention to real quick. I wrote about this on Monday, is what is it going to take for Mississippi State to make it to the NCAA tournament? And my honest opinion is you've just got to find a way to get to at least 500 and get into the NCAA tournament. Their net ranking is strong enough and solid enough that they, they don't have to be great 
but they've got to be they've got to be at least five hundred in conference play. So that means they've got to go five and three down the stretch, and they can do that. The schedule is now going to start lighting up, but it starts tonight by beating Alabama. If you lose to Alabama, now all of a sudden you're making it really difficult on yourself because you've got Alabama tonight at home. Then you go to Arkansas. Then after you take on Arkansas, you've got to go on the road to Georgia. Then you have Missouri at home, followed up by Auburn on the road, Tennessee on the road, and Texas A&M at home. So here's the way I figured it. If I were ranking the most winnable games to the, to the least winnable games, here's the way I thought it would work out. I thought that the most winnable would be Texas A&M at home, I'm sorry, no, I said uh, at Georgia. Basically, there's a group of five games that Mississippi State needs to win. Let me, let me just break it down this way. Tonight against Alabama, on the road against Georgia, on the road against Missouri, at home against Texas A&M, and at home against South Carolina. If, if you win those five games, you're fine. But if you lose one of those games, that means you've got to beat either Arkansas at home on the road Auburn on the road or Tennessee on the road. And if you lose two, you got to win two of those games. And if you lose three, you got to lose win all three of them. And that's what you don't want to have to get into a situation where you're having to win those games. If you beat Alabama and Arkansas on the road, this uh, beat Alabama tonight at home, beat Arkansas on the road, you're, you've got two of the, the five wins that you need. You've only got to get three more in that case and in the last six. And then you've got Georgia – Next week on the road, and you get South Carolina at home, you should win those games. Yeah, you lost to South Carolina earlier, but that was on the road. So that's what you're looking for at this point with Mississippi State. You're trying to find a way to win five out of these last eight games. Like I said, I think that group of five right there is the ones that you want to win. You want to beat Alabama tonight at home. You want to beat Georgia on the road. You want to beat South Carolina at home. You want to beat Missouri on the road. You want to beat Texas A&M at home. I think you can beat Arkansas, but of the of those other three games, that's probably the most winnable. It'd be great if you won six. If you won six, you know you're strengthening your NCAA tournament case at that point. Same thing if you beat Auburn. You can beat Auburn. You beat them earlier this year, but winning on the road is going to be obviously a lot more difficult than winning at home would be. So. The more games you win above and beyond five is great. But for now, let's just focus on trying to get back to 500 and finishing with 500 record overall. It'd be great if they didn't have to, if they went into that Texas A&M game not thinking it's a must-win. If we don't win this game, we're not going to make the NCAA tournament. You don't want to be in that situation. But as of right now, that may be the case when that game rolls around in early March next month. So. Real quick, I want to talk about the women. I don't talk that much about the women's team just because of the fact that if you listen to me on Bulldog Sports Radio, one of the things that I have always said is the women's real season begins in the postseason. Look, they're going to probably win all of their SEC games. If they don't win all of them, they might lose one, maybe two at most this year. But the real litmus test for Mississippi State's women's basketball team is the postseason. They've made it to two straight NCAA national championship games. They've got a chance to do it again this year. It's going to be difficult. There's no question about that. But they've got another chance to do it. And what they did this past weekend, it was historic. Because of the fact that Tennessee and their story program that Pat Summit built, which is one of the greatest 
programs in any sport whatsoever. It's kind of been overshadowed by with what Gino Oriyama has done at UConn because he has taken that program to just a completely different level. But before he ever did anything there at UConn, Pat Summit was doing similar things at Tennessee. And there was a time when Mississippi State had never beaten Tennessee's women's basketball team ever until a few years ago. And this past Sunday, Mississippi State ends up beating the Lady Vols by 28 points. It is the worst SEC defeat in Tennessee history. And that's saying something for that program. It's the second worst defeat that they've ever suffered overall. And it just shows just how far Mississippi State has come and what they've been able to do in a short amount of time. And Vic Schaefer, like I said, he has done an incredible job of building this program. And just because of the fact that of the way that game played out and because of the fact that Mississippi State, they weren't winning by that much. They were winning by, I think, 13 points going into the fourth quarter. And then they just absolutely blew the doors off Tennessee in the fourth quarter. They just took it to it. They just ramped up their effort another level and absolutely crushed whatever chance Tennessee thought they had there in the fourth quarter and completely blew them out of the water. Like I said, there was a time when Mississippi State had never beaten the Lady Vols in, in basketball, in women's basketball. And this past Sunday, they ended up giving them their worst SEC loss ever. And I, that That's... It's not something to take lightly. It's it's really impressive the way that Mississippi State was able to do that. So, all right, now real quick. So, why am I here at doing my podcast on the Fan Side Network here on Spreaker instead of doing it on Bulldog Sports Radio? Look, guys, this hurt a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you. I've listened to Bulldog Sports Radio for a long time. It's been a part of my life for quite a while. When I live in the Memphis area, getting good Mississippi State coverage in this area is not easy. So I had to rely on the internet and podcasts and things like that. And so I've been listening to a lot of the shows that were on Bulldog Sports Radio for quite some time. So to get a show on Bulldog Sports Radio was a really big deal to me. And I was really happy to be able to do it. But as you guys know, Brian Haydad left as the general manager back in, I guess, August, if I remember correctly. And for a while, things were going great, even after he left. I mean, Keith was doing a really good job of getting the shows up. I didn't really like the timing of the way that he put the shows up. He, Brian understood that people listened to, that, to a lot of uh, the shows on their way to work. So he had the shows up early. He had the shows up at 5 o'clock in the morning. If you were, if you were Unless you went to work earlier than 5 o'clock in the morning, you got a chance to listen to your shows on Bulldog Sports Radio on your way to work. Well, Keith didn't seem to understand that, or he didn't seem to... I don't know what the deal was, but he didn't He didn't have them up on to... And when I say Keith, I'm talking about uh, the owner of, of eSporto. Uh, he was doing a really good job of putting the shows up, but he just wasn't putting it up timely. And then it got to a point where the shows just weren't even making it up. Uh, there was a number of shows that I didn't get published. I know some of the other hosts haven't gotten shows published. And it, it's as much as I would love to get my show there, it's just if, if I want to take the time to do to, to take a 20, do a 20-minute show, 30-minute show, whatever it may be, I want the shows to get published. And they just weren't getting published. And honestly, they weren't doing my sponsor any good either. If, if they don't have shows and they're not having anybody listen to their commercials, then 
you know, it's not doing them any good. So and that's why I ended up leaving. I didn't really want to leave, but uh, it, I just, at some point you just, if you're, they're not coming through for you and not doing what they're, what they agreed to do, then you have to leave. So that was the reason why I ended up leaving. Like I said, appreciate you guys coming over. If you listen to me in Bulldog Sports Radio, I appreciate that. And hopefully you'll stick around because it's going to be the same stuff. And like I said, you'll sometimes get to hear Ethan on here as well. Uh, you might also hear us both at the same time on occasion. It's hard for us to meet up and to get uh, a time worked out where we can record together just because of the fact that we're in very different stages of life. He's just got married. You know, I've got, I'm married, been married for a while now with two kids. Uh, speaking of which, we're in, we're in flumageddon sta- stage here in the Strawn household. My wife and my daughter both have the flu, so I'm up in my daughter's room recording because she is in our room. They're they're hunkered down with uh, trying to get over the flu. So if you if you have time, say a prayer for them. So, uh, but anyway, that's kind of the reasoning why I ended up leaving Bulldog Sports Radio. So. Uh, I guess that's going to do it for today. I uh, will come back at some point later on this week, probably on Thursday or Friday of this week, and we'll look back at Mississippi State's either win or loss to the Alabama Crimson Tide, what's going to take for them to beat the Arkansas Razorbacks. Plus, baseball season starts up this week, so I may do a separate podcast just to preview baseball. Don't know yet. Once again, kind of have some flexibility and some leeway that I can kind of do things how I want to with that. So uh, that's kind of interesting. Uh, one other note, I am going to be venturing out a little bit. Uh, Patrick Schmidt, he runs the college division for the main fan-sided site, fansided.com. Uh, I am going to be doing some writing some, some stuff about SEC baseball for him, uh, so you might want to check that out. Uh, like I said, I've had my first piece published. It was an SEC preview this past weekend, so uh, you might want to check that out, uh, and I will have probably some more of those as well in the next future. So, appreciate you guys tuning in, and as always, until next time, stay safe.